There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Ok, guys. Yeah. Kylie Jenner mm. has a champagne vending machine in her office. Wow. This was news. She works. This was news on Twitter last <laughs> night. Um, my question to you is, if you were rich, yeah. What would you want in your own personalized vending machine? Ooh. So I'm gonna start it out. I, me, my first thing was socks, because I can never find two matching socks when I'm in the morning, when I'm getting dressed. So if I had a vending machine, uh, I had all these. And if you know, since I'd be rich, they'd be like silk socks. They'd Interesting. Like, I like. So really you fit. would go barefoot to work, and then you would put on <laughs> socks while you, while you're there. No, I mean my vending machine's in my, in my. Well, I would have it in my room. Because if I'm rich, I could have one in the office and have one in my okay, room. So nice. Either that or Ferrero shares. Rachel. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, first of all, I just want to rephrase. It's not if I were rich. It's when I am rich. When you are rich. Okay. All right. When I am rich, I'm going to have like a Sephora vending machine that will distribute new anti-aging products every wow. day. Wow. So like just trying new stuff because, you know, I got to keep it tight. Oh, I like that. Oh, okay. um, wow. like, well, um, since skin. I have a lot of problem uh, with self-control, I would have pasteles in the vending machine. Yum, and the yum. only way I can get to it if I break the window and then I can eat it. Would so they that, be like fresh? Though? In your face? Well, no, they have a packaging. They do that. You put some little preservatives and it'll last longer. I guess. That's actually a good idea to have that in the house. Like maybe you should open up your own pastel vending machine. Yeah, across the street from T-Dubs. You'll get some money. And finally, Frank! Me, I'll have a, like a vending machine that I can have pre-rolled blunts and, you know, when my families come through, you know, yeah. whatever they want, regular paper, Word. you know, Dutch, Cut to what? Frank's uh, house being raided. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Right. Yep, that's what this is. And hello. Hello. Formally, I am Rachel La Loca. Hello, Rachel. Hello. 
I am Jamie Fernandez, also known as J underscore Ferns. <laughs> J, oh my God. Yo, <laughs> my name is Mike Diaz, a.k.a. Juan Bago. Hey. Um, you know me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Frank. Hey, I'm Jamie. Uh, um, J, J Ferns. Wait, I'm Frank. <laughs> Frank, I, I already took Jamie. Well, I never get to do it because I start off correctly, and then you schmucks are the ones that do this game every week. <laughs> Which, Frank, did you lose track? Like, how, wait, Frank, actually, introduce yourself, Frank, because then no one else is going to be Because no one's going to know him? Yeah. So He's the president of the podcast. <laughs> oh, this is the only reason why people listen. It's Frank's spiracy. <laughs> Sometimes he's not here. Remember, he was mysteriously gone for one week? Yeah, and yeah, that's just in Joe case. Brady. Yeah, Can you Brady. disappear again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do a Frank spiracy again, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, here we are. How are you, my brethren? Hey. Good. Yo. Hey, Joe. What an exciting week. Woo! Mm. Lots going on and lots going on this week too, right? Mucho, mucho. Rachel, you kind of have that after show glow yeah. going on. Oh, thank you. Oh, and here I am thinking it was just the anti-aging products that I am <laughs> continuously trying to find a good one to support my skin. Well, maybe if you got that Sephora vending machine. Then... I would love. Can you imagine? Yes, it is an after show glow because there's an after show high running through me. Woo! Oh, okay. I just can't stop. Mm. It feels so good. And you know what I usually like to do here? Like, after a hilarious show, which is mm. what we're talking about, yeah. right. which was this past Saturday night, which BT dubs, felt so good to do a show on a Saturday. Wow. I, I had the day to, like, collect myself, go through lines, become an actor, put producing to the side for a few moments. Although, in this dichotomy of my role, I must be both until the lights are up. Wow. And even during the show, to be quite honest. And I can't wait to relinquish some of these elements of being producer of this show. I hope this brand continues to expand, which I feel it is. So usually... You know, in typical Rachel fashion, I'd recap it myself, right? The lioness that I am. But mm. I would like to hear from you guys oh. who were in attendance. And okay, so, Mike, 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 go first. Yes. All right, so I think my favorite sketch was the third Excuse one. Me? <laughs> Excuse third sketch. me. Excuse me. Usually the third sketch is the one. You can't just guess a sketch because you weren't there. Oh, oh. my bad. I didn't oh, know. Snaps. That just made things awkward. Yeah. Oh, no. How Mike streamed it. This? He streamed it. Mike streamed it. Did you tune into the live stream? I did not. Damn. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I was off social media. It was at this moment that he knew he <sighs> fucked up. Oh, no, up. it's okay. Listen, we're joking here. Um, and thank you to everyone who did attend. Yeah. yeah. Everyone out there. Because, yo, I'll tell you something before y'all get into y'all reviews. Mm -hmm. Siskel and Ebert over here. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um <laughs> <laughs> we could play in Cisco, Cisco <laughs> and Me and Frank kind of, yeah. No doubt. Uh, the women did an amazing job. I'm so proud of everyone involved. And there certainly were a lot of women on that stage. Mm. And I really have to shout all of them from Rosie, super producer on stage, just holding it down up there. And all the stand-ups. I mean, just... You just got to go to the hilarious show on Instagram. I posted a bunch of pictures. We have video of the show. Really great video. So shout out to the triad and John over there. Right. Shout out to Shannon. Yeah. Everybody who helped.
helped put this show together. Um, and I'll tell you this much, which is where I was going before. When I shouted out the podcast, we had fans in the audience. Nice. It tickled my fancy. See what I did there? Oh, wow. <laughs> really did. Um, yeah. So that. I want to hear from you guys. Like, tell me, please tell me, what did you think of the hilarious show? So I was in the early show. Frank was in the late show. So we'll have different kind of reviews. Yeah. You know, kind of you know little differences but i like the the early show i thought it was great i loved um all the concepts of the sketches um you had a great concept about like an ouija board but you guys were like um where you were um finding out guys who ghosted you on the ouija board which is just yeah people are laughing just from the concept (laughs) that is hilarious concept rachel played uh one of the guys (laughs) and um i love playing boys she was in sketch comedy in sketch comedy and um this is just one of the of the the male character she played um and this one yeah she was i'll I'll let frank tell you what she was doing in that sketch um because he was describing it a lot more funny than me um and in another sketch where she played a man uh it was it was um a lot of great physical comedy in that because it was um it took place in a in a a A donut donut in a donut shop and um a lot of singing in that and then at the end it ends up culminating in like rachel trying to get this donut from these singing uh donut employees like so and it was uh it was really well done and funny and rachel's really funny in that she had the how you doing kind of voice over here and she was feeling up she had to play like a boyfriend who was feeling up his girl yeah wow um shout out to julie Julie Chan, who was the girlfriend, you guys had a great chemistry. Yeah. I loved the chemistry I felt with Julie. You guys, you felt her up, but it was just funny. It was like, it didn't feel... It didn't feel. I just, in my head, was like, okay, pretend you're fucking her like a rabbit. And that's that was in my head, just yeah. fuck her like a rabbit. And so I did. I um, Well, Julie Tran... How did you like it? <laughs> it's a little flustered. She was a little flustered, I think. But no, I mean, and you even had like a little little mermaid theme a little bit. You had... Carmen Mendoza played that little mermaid. Carmen Mendoza yeah, as Little got, Mermaid she's got skills. was... It led the show off and yeah. it was just really... She was so dedicated in that performance. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really good. A lot of the AV was on point. There was a lot of yes. AV. Um, I feel like more than some of the past ones that I've seen. So that was really well um, executed and it was just overall really great show the stand-ups were great Sasha Mercy killed it um, all the other stand-ups were really really funny and um, um, overall it was a really enjoyable show and w- I think they just keep getting better I mean I don't want to just say that every show like this was better than the last but I feel like this was better than the last <laughs> two that I've seen which were also good but you want to just keep getting better and better so I feel like you guys are just um, getting getting better and better and there was more Rachel in this one than the last one that's why oh, yeah. I really like this one better than the last one. Oh, yeah. Jamie so, I really yeah. love you thank you yeah. that's so fucking sweet you know I, thank um, you such like beautiful work. Mike's looking at me like uh, <laughs> well, can, if I you're making may, me look bad baby. if I may jump in yeah. and just uh, answer some of those uh, or rebut some of those things you mentioned I think that we're on this pattern of becoming very theatrical mm-hmm. and I think it's due in part to some of the women that are involved shout out to Haley Raphael shout out to mm-hmm. Carmen many of these women have strong theater backgrounds yeah. that if you saw their IMDB be you'd be just go check them yeah because they're gonna it's gonna blow your fucking pants off yeah 
it's incredible. Like the credits and the experience that these some of these women have and the other women that don't have as many credits are on that trajectory. And that's the common denominator across all the women in the hilarious show. This is not for the faint of heart. This is a lot of fucking work, boy. Mm, Don't you see me? I'm like smiling. The last four weeks I've been coming here like stressed out a little bit, you know, but it's like a relief has been lifted. But at the same time, I miss them so much because we've grown so close rehearsing so much and changing in that tight fucking dressing room back there. <laughs> you know what that's like, Room 28. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really, really tight. And, there was and 30, you got a lot of more people than There's 12 of us. Yeah. So it was tight. Go ahead, let your imaginations run wild. Um, wow. Okay. Got um, it. Frank, Store for later. I'd love to hear. <laughs> well, <laughs> my night started. I, I met The first three people I met was the th- uh, the three listeners that came to visit, he- visit here last week. I met them in Papaya. They were yes! eating Frankfurters. Shout out Grace Papaya. Grace Shout Papaya, Canada, 72nd y'all. and Broadway. And then from there, I took the, the best spot, which was the Triad Theater upstairs. The mezzanine. Mezzanine. You were up the, there? I was up there. Spot. I had the best spot. That's, a, that's the best that's spot the best in the house. Up there. Yeah, people yeah. sleep on that spot. People be sleeping on the mezzanine. Yeah. That I, corner spot. Right away, I ordered three beers. I told the, I told the waiter, you're going to get three beers. Frank's like the dudes from the Muppets up there in yeah, the mezzanine, yeah. the viejos in the Muppets. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, I like, I like the sketch with with uh, Miss Yaya and Carmen Mendoza singing with you with the donuts. That that was Those amazing. Voices. I Incredible. liked you as a DJ. You killed it. My boy said as a DJ, you killed oh, it. Shit, oh my DJ. god! Yeah, you killed it. I forgot about that as a rap, and it became yeah. a rap battle. That was great. Yeah, and you as a as the Italian dude, da da da, you were grabbing your crotch like a hundred times. Two fucking classic hot donuts. <laughs> the fuck out of here. My boy was like, "Yo, he's yo, she's fucked a lot of a lot of people." I was like, "Damn, wait, what the hell? Wait, that's not what you said before the show. You said that he said she fucks like a man. Yeah, like a man. Like, yo, you but do- she fucked a lot of people." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yo, you fuck like he was like, yo, she fucks like a dude. I was like, worried. He was like, yo, you see how she moves? I was like, yo. Okay, I think he was focusing on a You did that shit, yo. You did that good, Ro- different uh, yo. Elements of the I'm performance. Rachel, you did it that as good. a compliment. Yeah. I'm an okay. actor. And if that's uh, what was conveyed, I'm proud of wow. myself. If I can convey yo, that you, I sneak attack. Yo, guys, when uh, we talk, I'm gonna let him know that she fucked like a dude. And then you just went. Freestyle, yo, yeah, you fuck a, a lot. No, a lot. but I'm not offended. I, she or... fucks a lot. Right. Rachel's all right with no, it. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I'm gonna leave it as a mystery. I could just be acting like I fucked a lot of people, or right. maybe I have. That means you did right. a good job. You really mystery. convinced him, and he's uh, he was just he was. <laughs> yo, who is this mystery guy? That's my like, yo, boy, she fucks a lot. my boy, Francis F. A. Pena. He's a he's a retiree from the U.S. Army. He came up here from Orlando, and he came to see the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop starting rumors, though. For nah, real. nah, nah. He was like, "Yo, Rachel, yo, Rachel, do that shit like a dude, yo." He was grabbing that girl like for real, for I, real. I really enjoy playing boys in these sketches. Mm-hmm. The dude so that you play, like because with the jerking obviously. off. What was that shit? The dude that was jerking off. What, what was kind that of show was this? Yeah, it was that kind of show, especially the ten thirty show. That late show really went there. See, the ten thirty really went there. I went to the. the yeah, you did that shit for real. The ten thirty show. I was really masturbating, like I had a micro penis. Wow. Micro penis. Wow. Micro penis. Like I had small strokes. Really quick and um shout out I think we have a lot of micro penis listeners it so. looks like you've seen <laughs> that let's not offend <laughs> let's not offend them hey there's nothing They're wrong from Spain there's nothing there's nothing <laughs> wrong uh, really why do you guys <laughs> keep dissing like the penises yeah. from Spain <laughs> not me it's like a reoccurring thing that. here I don't understand that oh, anyway that was an yeah. online survey Frank I'd love to uh anything else that you want to say well the stand up you know uh, Ro- uh Black Rosie uh Sasha Mercy and Glory Black Rose they uh those it's not Black 
female. Black Rose. Black Rose. I call her Dominican Rose. Black Rose. I feel them because, you know, being Dominican from the Heights, born and bred, I kind of feel their comedy. I really, I feel it in my heart. I, I want to shout out all the women real quick. Shout out to Carmen Mendoza, Haley Raphael, yes, Laura yes. Michelle, Miss Yaya, yes. Karina Ortiz, Julie Tran, Adrian Ayancielo. Shout out to Glory Mora, Ooh. Sasha Mercy, Black Ooh. Rose, and Sumi Ooh. Reyes. Everybody killed it. Shout yes. out to Rosie Rose Aye. and everybody. Um, and I cannot wait to see where this goes. It's growing and it feels good because we're moving the needle for women in comedy and we're doing our part and we come together. It's magical. I really can't explain it to you. Like being a member of the cast, all the girls feel it. Like we all walk away with it. Like everybody's emailing each other today and texting each other. Like that glow, that like after show magic is even more magical, wow. my brethren, when it's among just women. Mm, wow. Definitely. It feels different. And it feels great. Mm. I feel the power. All right. And, and thanks you for your the, support. You can see the love. You can see the love on the stage. Mm. From the stage to the plane, right? We're getting ready. <laughs> Are you ready? Jimmy, you ready? Yeah, no, I'm I'm missing this trip. I'm ah, you're gonna go man, You're going Jamie. back to your original um your original co-host though. Shout out to Andrew True. Santiago. Oh shit. Andrew. Uh, I've been texting Andrew every day. I can't wait, man. That dude is so good, y'all. She's a natural. Um, but Damn, okay. I mean, but I gotta tell over you, compliment him in front of me. That's fine. Wow. But yo, let's keep it real. Last time, Frank, you were talking about going to LA, but you never actually went to LA. You were just in Burbank. Right, right, so this right. This time, you actually are going to be spending time. Oh, you didn't in, get to see LA, LA last time? No, this is the first time I'm going to be oh, touching okay. my foot in LA. I feel Wait, very. You touch your foot. Well. You this is the first time I'm going to be touching my foot <laughs> in gonna LA. You're going to bend down and touch your foot? Yeah, I'm going to kiss the ground. I never so been there. So you've been in LA, but you've never touched your foot in LA. I before. was in Burbank, not is? in actually LA, like LA, LA. Um, I, I think was you're in Burbank. Set foot. You're going to set foot. I'm going to right. I'm going to set foot. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, do you know how many dispensaries there are in the downtown oh, LA area? We're going to be on walking walking distance. <laughs> walking distance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so exciting. Wow. What wait. else is on the itinerary, Bago? As far as what? LA? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. You want to remind everybody where we're going? Uh, we're going to be a Hispanicize on Friday. Uh, we have a noon show. And then we're going to be doing a panel at 3 o'clock. And then we're just going to be chilling with our friends out there in LA. All right. Frank, what about you? Like, what's your bucket list in LA? Look, Mike, you always tell me I never get out of New York. Yeah. So whenever I get out of New York with you, I just follow you. I don't know anything about LA. Wow. I don't know anything about these things. I don't know anything. I have a question. Yes. Keep it a thousand. Okay. Are you going to make some phone calls of some of the LA Some listeners? people hit me up already, but I don't, I don't want to answer. I, people have been hitting me on the DMs. I don't want to answer them. I just, it's too much Well, you're going to wait till you get to LA, right? Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want right, to get to LA. I need to ride coattails. So, yes. like, if you can get, like, hook up with somebody that, again, like, does baking of edibles or, like, anything that I can benefit from, I'd really appreciate Ooh. it. Is that cool? Yeah. Yes. Right. Of course. Yes. yes. Yeah, Frank's gonna be taking random Uber rides to places he doesn't know. Yo, I don't even know where I'm at right now. I just know I see palm trees. <laughs> Wait, can you can you drive an Uber over there in LA? Of course, yes. I could you do Uber. Can? Yeah, I was thinking about moving up there eventually, you know. Oh, if LA, I could do Uber wow. over there. Damn. I could drive you guys when you come. Frank got a phone in for the, for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can make it happen. Right. <laughs> Yo, his LA report. Yo, like my weekly LA report. <laughs> Um, Yo, there's, there's some wildfires over here right now. Wildfires, you know? yeah. like you're gonna be at like the, the epicenter of like so much weather if you live yeah. over there. There's mad conspiracies yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. The San Andreas Oof. Fault. Yeah, man. You'll be out there where you're like God's creations, and you know, mm. be like, "Yo, these earthquakes ain't nothing." Yo, I grew up in the I grew up in the Heights, man. All right, yeah, GW. 
<laughs> uh, all right. So I think now it's time for the uh, Ask Bago. All right, guys. This is the third installment of Ask Bago. Right. How, how are you getting the reception for this segment so what far? What are people saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been mixed reviews. Some people say mm. it's a little misleading. Like, I'm not really giving them um, advice. <laughs> I think half of your <laughs> advice is good, and then you just go way off the rails. Yeah, I got to stay focused. I'm half. having a hard time focusing from, like, beginning to end to be consistent with the actual advice. Well, yeah. let's see what, this, let's see what the right. question is for so this So, yeah. we have our intern who's going to ask the question. Okay, so Lisbeth underscore De Los Reyes asks, I got broken up with in an airport when I arrived in Spain. I need dating advice. Damn. Damn. Wow. Man, that sounds like... That's rough. All right, so I'm going to assume a couple of things. And um, Lisbeth, you can hit us up if I was wrong, but I'm assuming this was like a long-distance relationship. And when she landed is when her boyfriend dumped her. Right. I had an experience like that when I was around 18, 19. I was living in New York and I had a girlfriend in Connecticut and I took the Greyhound bus. And when I got to the bus station, I called her and she's like, don't worry, I'm not going to pick you up because I'm dumping you. So then I literally had to take the bus back to New York. So I can feel I mean, obviously, she took a plane like long distance, but I feel her pain. How long was this relationship? Like. Yeah, it was like six months, I think. Okay, because that's kind of a really no. Uh, that's a super blunt way to kind of be like, yeah, um, yeah. Like I over. thought she was gonna pick me up and the whole nine, but uh, if you're hearing right now, Jackie, thanks for uh, dumping me. Um, I still don't have beef with you. Uh, so my <laughs> advice what? is. Uh, you want to yeah, talk about something? Jacqueline Caballero. So if my wow, uh, the whole name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah you she's probably like, still yeah. Willamantic, Connecticut. So if you hear me, usually oh people my. like say a fake name, but no, you went no, full first up, and last. Yo, she was Panamanian. All right. So my Damn. advice is stay away from long distance <laughs> relationships. Obviously, okay. Um, and if you're not, if you're gonna have a close distance relationship, make sure you have good communication. You're dating somebody. I'm looking at the intern like it's actually. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. Um, communicate. Uh, date somebody that's going to be open about their feelings and so that you don't have to be dumped by text message Damn. or stuff like that. That's rough. Or if you're revengeful like I am, oh, Jamie God. is half Spaniard and has family in Spain. <laughs> yeah. So we can probably hire his cousin to date your ex and then set up this whole catfish thing, have him fly to the States and they'd be like, yo, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> have fun going back. And then that's it. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe. I'd have to ask uh, Manolo or Alfonso to... Um, you don't have female get... cousins? <laughs> what? You don't have female cousins in Spain? Oh, 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 okay. No, no, no. Yeah, you need a female cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like, know if I want to subject them to that. <laughs> okay. I don't want to subject them to that. That's we'll too, like, I don't know if catfishing is a thing in uh, in, in Spain? Spain. Yeah. It's not bacalao. <laughs> do they get MTV España over there? Español. <laughs> Can I just say, Lizbeth, you are so cute with your nose ring. Okay. He wasn't okay. worth it. He wasn't worth it. And at least you got some good rest on that flight. All right? Yeah, sure. nice. But also, you know what? Like, don't, you know, get more information next time don't be going up on plane rides you know yeah without the, the sufficient information now with internet and everything you got to know the person that you are about to meet i don't think um Word. i don't think cool. you should just go by, by, by i hope faith, he, i hope he faith. paid for it at least you know I hope so. or reimbursed Dang. i want to shout out lisbeth again also because she actually hit me up in my dm today wow because i posted the notification that i have a clear mammogram shout Woo! out to yeah, yeah why nice. not shout out to breast cancer awareness month it is nice. october mammogram ultrasound 
on boobies, a-okay. Yeah. And Lizbeth, I, what I did was I posted that letter that I got in the mail, and I crossed out all the information that I thought I should cross out. I think you left your social security, by the way. I anyway, did not leave my social security, <laughs> Frank. Frank already used it. <laughs> great. But what I did leave uh, is the medical record number, the MRN number. And she hit me up in the DM and she's like, I'm a radiology tech. And there's like a mm. black market of people like stealing others insurance by using that number. Oh, Sam Instagram. So oh, I want to wow. spread this knowledge that Lizbeth gave me to everyone. Just be careful about the records that you put out there on Instagram Facts. or anywhere else that's Facts. public. So, so shout out to she's you. She's like super paranoid now ever since this happened. Now she's like looking at like social security cards. Why. <laughs> she's doing this. She's doing it out of the kindness of her Now she's like, heart. I don't trust anybody or anything. I'm double checking everything. <laughs> don't let your eyeballs be seen on Instagram because they could take the reflection and find out where you live. So you better stop. Well, shout out to you, Lizzie. Shout out to, and listen maybe to Mike's first part of his advice again. Yeah. I think his second part again goes off into a, a little, yeah, it, yeah. It's a little bit reckless. But yo, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I don't really absolutely. like the segment, Mike. Yeah. Great Thank work, you. Mike. Uh, and now it's time, I mean, if you want to continue listening to the podcast, now it's time for the Pachincha Bites. <laughs> all right. Wow. <laughs> I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Bojinche. Bites. Bojinche waiting all day. Bojinche waiting all night. Bojinche waiting all day. Bojinche. Bojinche. Bites. Hey, me. What's going on? Hey, Jamie. Hey, 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 Occasionally, usually, they're, they're like wavy. One time, um, a black woman, like in the barber shop, she walked past me. She's like, "Oh, damn, honey, I love your waves." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, I know this shit is like on point." Do you wear <laughs> uh, Do you wear a do rag to get those waves? Nah, it's it's you, natural. Do you hear Jamie's hair in the background? <laughs> <laughs> This wasn't planned. This, this, this little segment about my hair. But that was great wave sound what effect. Of, that timing on that wave sound effect by Timmy, yeah. that's Jimmy. why we have, that's why he's here. Yeah, yeah. On punto. On punto. I felt that. What type of gel do you wear? Um, do you wear gel? I, I oh do. Oh my God. I, I, I have you, a giant you, jar you, you of gel. Has, he has it right now with him. <laughs> I think you use gel. It's a, I use a giant. It's, it's, it's gray. I know that. It's clear. <laughs> gray. And on the, on the top of the lid, it says it, it won like an award in the right. best, in the gel awards. Right. And the hair, I didn't even know it was a hair gel awards. <laughs> you I should feel like this the, is a fake kind of award they got. Like they're just making it up, but I believe it. I'm like, oh shit, they won best, best hair product in the, in the, in the hair gel awards. Right. Yeah, you should look like you can host the uh, the Jello Awards. The, hair Jello the winner for best curl activator goes yeah. to. When I first met you, I always thought you did a relaxer. Oh, wow, yeah. I've never done that. I've never done that. I'm too yeah. lazy to do like a, a hair. Like when it comes to my hair, yeah, it's just like I has to. So I just put a glop of that gray <laughs> shit, and um, it works. I've used other shit; it doesn't work as well. So, um, speaking of all this, can we just hair the bochicha bites? Oh my god! All right. I mean, there's a theme here. Hair. Did that work? There's a theme here. Yeah, here today, gone tomorrow. There okay. you go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Okay, guys. Um, I to myself, Angel. We gotta cut one of the bites because of this hair conversation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
Guys, Sesame Street. Oh. Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on HBO Max now. Um, yeah, you're, you're kind of going fast forward with the story. So, um, okay. Yeah, let it marinate, bro. Mm-hmm. Let it marinate. St- let it marinate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Can't stop. Sesame Street is, they're tackling the opioid crisis. What? Okay. Because what is that? With, with the opioid, exactly. Okay, it's a drug. And there's Damn. a new, um, there's a, a Muppet named Carly and she recently revealed her mother is battling an addiction to the to the opioid drug. Wow, wow that's heavy. Um, and Carly is already she's she's a Muppet who already is known as a as a young Muppet in foster care. Damn, she's wow. going through a lot of stuff. What's the address to that in Sesame Street? <laughs> she's going through a lot of shit. And she's going through a lot of shit. I'm like, what happened to learning about letters and numbers? Forget about that. Like, why do kids got to hear about Muppets on opioids? I mean, I just like I just found out. What opioids were last year, right? Yeah, like, I, it's just—it's not a word. Like Sesame Street went from brought to you by the letter K to brought to you by the drug Special K. Wow, right? I mean, uh. seriously, Muppets on Sesame Street got drug problems now. Like, <laughs> is there gonna be like Muppet crack babies in a future Yo, episode? I don't. Wow. That's half of my neighborhood. Muppet crack babies. Their dreams will never come true. <laughs> Nanny, can I get a syringe? <laughs> <laughs> now I know why Gonzo is Gonzo. <laughs> um, how has Sesame Street not, about not been gentrified yet, though? It's been a street for a while. Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, is it just a big drug-infested neighborhood now? Like, is the person who was asking how to get to Sesame Street, like, an addict? You know, it's like, yo, papa, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? I suck your big bird. <laughs> Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's my point on this, though. Yeah. Oh, watch, there's a point. There's okay. a point. Kids watch Sesame Street to escape the real world shit. Right. True. Not to find out that Grover's dealer gave him counterfeit Oxycontin, right? Damn. These ain't rappers, all right? They're Muppets. <laughs> I blame HBO, obviously. Yeah. Like, um, they, because, like, HBO, like, they even turned Innocent Sweet Zendaya, right? Into a teenage drug addict and that show Euphoria. I'm like, what Zendaya? No. (laughs) Like, I like you as like, you know, cute innocent Mary Jane in the Spider-Man movies and and, and, and Euphoria. She's bugging the fuck out. Anyway. And now you can't even get Sesame Street without a subscription to HBO Max. Damn. So now I gotta sell drugs to work and watch Sesame Street (laughs) so I can afford HBO Max, the subscription. Um, Rachel, as a mother, do you do you agree with kind of these real like grown up issues in in kids shows? You know, pre Rachel having children, I'd be like, no, it's like too young. Like, what are you doing? But now having a child at age four and one that just turned 14 months today, um, their minds are so incredibly absorbent at this stage of the game. Donovan remembers everything. <laughs> wow. Everything. Yeah. So I think that maybe there's a a point to all this and maybe by injecting this into their learning patterns this young, it will carry through throughout their lives or, you know, because I think what happened, I know in my case, I didn't start learning about drugs and shit until like, I don't know, fucking sixth grade when they come in. This is a barbiturate, you know, it's like, oh, can we just get out of this assembly? Yeah. What'd you call me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true because I, I ain't a barbiturate or a hoe. Uh, 
It's true because I know Frank. You told me like at the age of three or four, you were watching Robin Bird show. Of course, so that's how you got like accelerated with all that stuff. So, I mean, New uh, York back in the days, that was like you know. I mean, New York back in the day, you had TV, you had you know, you had pornography, you had uh, Channel Thirty Five, you had uh, Al Goldstein, you had Robin Bird, and then in terms of drugs, man, there was a lot of drugs out in the streets. You know, Heights was a crack haven, so I saw people getting high. I saw people you know doing dope. Love. So that was a regular thing. So I guess now it's on Sesame Street. I guess it's a regular I mean, thing. There has to just be, I don't, there has to be a level. You know what I mean? Like right. I used to watch Sesame Street and then when I learned about drugs was after school specials. You're right. And that's when I found right. out about eating disorders and drugs and sex and all this shit. Yeah. Um, and then Robin Bird came. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one. All right. Uh, next oh, bite. God. <laughs> next bite. Uh, Nike, Nike is coming out with some sneakers, some shoes with actual holy water in the soles. Holy cow! And they're going for as much as three thousand a pop. And Damn. of course, um, they're they're calling it Jesus shoes. Jesus. Oh. Mm. These shoes are made with one hundred percent frankincense wool. Frankincense. And the laces are strewn with a crucifix. Interesting. What? So and their Nike Air Maxes for all the sneakerheads are like yo what, what, yo wait what, what kind of Nikes and shit. Um, so Jesus is now I guess are like Jordans right. <laughs> So it's like, like Christ, if I could be like Christ. I want to be, I want to be like Christ. Like Christ. Um, three Gs, huh? Three Gs. Like, I mean, I may get these sneakers because, I mean, although if somebody steps on my Jesus kicks, I will, not be, I will not be turning the other cheek. Okay. <laughs> you breaking one of the sneaker commandments there, bro. <laughs> Was Jesus wearing $3,000 sneakers in Nazareth? I don't get it. I mean, no wonder Judas, Judas betrayed him and shit. God wow. He wanted those kicks. Yo, 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 run those kicks. G oh run those kicks, God. Jesus. Quick, quick, son. Yo, Jay, run those kicks. Quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts on this? My, I mean, are any of you sneakerheads here, by the way? Oh, oh man. Really nah, I can't claim that. That $3,000 is a lot. What about it? Like, does the Fountain of Youth actually exist? Would people start using that and make a sneaker out of that? The Fountain of Youth? I don't know what kind of Bible you read. <laughs> I don't think I've heard about the Fountain. I think that's Fantasy Island and shit. Ah, I don't know if there's a fountain, of view, fountain of Youth in the Bible. Like, I don't know if that's like, part of the religion. I yeah. think it's going to be like bootleg versions. Like, Jesus, he healed, like, people, like, you know, miracles and stuff. If but. you got bad feet, it probably, you know, heals your feet or something. You know? True. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean it's kind of like, if you think about it, like, we wear crosses around our necks. We wear crosses on our shirts, like, whatever. So, why, is it bad to put them on your feet? Like, it has a beautiful cross on it. I wonder what that was water comes from you know that they put inside well, they like, I feel like they're walking on water that's kind of the thing now wow right. you know that's probably like, po deep. like Poland Spring they put in there maybe it's kind of deep Frank. Frank come on not uh, Poland Spring nah um, <laughs> yeah now you're being sacrilegious yeah Nike just listen if you want to be a sponsor of this show we're gonna delete that alright yeah. we'll delete that for you yeah <laughs> All right, yo, so guys, um, yeah, well, because we spent so much time on my hair, that's the bites for this week. <laughs> ah. hey, you Frank, go. can we borrow two minutes from your fake news? Can you lend it to Jamie for the butchie chip bites? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm good. I'm All good. right, uh, and now it's time for the uh, fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello! Wow, very fancy with the mic work. Wow, look that's that. a... Look at that, that you know, trombone technique. You, you know you can work that on uh, post-production. You don't need to do all that. It's a mic trombone if I've ever seen it. 
How are we doing, everyone? We're Hi, good, Frank. Friends. We've been That's with you for the last two That's hours. Excellent. Great. Yes. <laughs> well, guys, today on the news, I have something very interesting. I've had this sub- subject matter on my mind for so much time. And this, <laughs> what I'm going to talk about today is a national monument oh, okay. that many people don't know about. And it's called the Georgia Guidestones. Okay. Oh, the wow. Georgia Guy Stones. These are nice. The Gallstones? I heard those no, are painful. No, no, the Guy Stones, Rachel. <laughs> oh. Wait, Better, Guy Stones? Guide. All bladder oh, stones. Like guide. Gall stones. Yeah, Better, I feel like it's guide. Like, uh, like giving birth. To it. Right. It is, in a way. It's called the, some people call it the Southern Stonehenge, and somebody called it the Modern Stonehenge, okay? This is uh, like a national monument. It's located in Georgia, by the way, like I just said. And um, not too many people know about this uh, national monument, okay? This is a national monument that someone that's anonymous put up in the 1980s, okay, by the name of R.C. Christian. Okay, he's anonymous. Not too many. He started the cola, right? No, not him. His name is R.C. Christian. Okay, Uh, look, guys, this thing is huge. This thing is huge. (laughs) This thing is four slabs. Okay, of granite, twenty feet high and four feet in width. Four of these things, and they're huge. And they're in a like a rural town in Atlanta. Nobody knows about this. This thing is like weird. Okay, and these slabs have what will happen in an apocalyptic world. How would you start civilization again? And it's in eight languages. It's in Russian, Chinese, French, English, Arabic, Hebrew, and Swahili, and Hindi. This thing is crazy. Not yeah, too many. I need to not, Google Translate when I read these slabs of yes, concrete. This shit. thing is. This thing is. This thing is on some some real stuff. Like a lot of a lot of people don't know about it, and like a lot of people are looking into it. Like you're not like the guy that put this up. You're not even supposed to have like a tourist attraction around this. What? You, yeah. It's in a rural place. So you got to keep traffic moving. Like you re- can't really know and be around this thing. So too like much. if you're like in Atlanta and you're looking around, you go to a rest stop, be like, be like, some, like a local might be like, you looking for them secret slides? Right. Huh? Right. <laughs> this thing, you ain't going to find them here, boy. Is that oh, the sound? Right. What they is sound that? like that in Atlanta? But let me Southern. T- oh. The guy that bought, okay. the guy that bought the land, bought it off a farmer. And he bought the land and he just bought that. He put it up and he gave the land back to the farmer, by the way. And he's anonymous and not too many people know who this guy is. And by the way, this thing is astrologically aligned with the stars. Okay. The way, the way it was fixed and everything, it aligns with certain constellations. Well, a lot of people say that aliens did it. Some people say there's a time capsule underneath there. Uh What? Um, a lot of people, uh, say that, you know, that if you open that, you know, it may be a portal or something else. Portal? What, like Narnia? No. I love that bakery in LA. We got to go to Porto. That's true, yeah. We okay. do Portal, Rachel. Oh. Portal. Oh. All right. And <laughs> you guys have to go online and see what the it's like a ten uh like a ten uh like a commandments pretty much Uh-oh. on what you know humanity only if, commandments I know the ten crack commandments. Well basically B I G Right. And they're the like ten crack commandments if anything was to happen. Okay, in this world. And they don't know who put it up. And this thing is huge and is worth millions of dollars. And it has an estate attached to it. And no one of name claims it. There is an estate that owns it, but no one knows who put this up. And it was put in 1980. Like, nobody really knows who really put this up. This thing is worth millions of dollars. I'm looking right at you right now. Right. Do you feel like some of your subjects that you do for the fake news, do you feel like you want to go visit and deep dive yourself? I am. When we get to that point. for like two, three weeks? I want to go there. And just really just... just film everything. Well, I've been looking. I've been looking into this, and a lot of people that visit say that when they go visit um, and they get out their cars and they walk to the actual monument.
him in. Like someone comes up and says, like, yo, what are you doing here? Why are you like Area 51? Right. So it's... Yo. You should raise money. You should do like a go frank me. Yeah. Oh, and, shit. Uh, I like oh that. Oh, my God. I like me. that. Oh. She had that one in her back pocket. You I like tell. that. And you got to just raise money and we'll send you there to do yeah. like on the ground investigation. Oh, I like this. We'll send uh, <laughs> like you this. and Kendi. Kendi, is that cool? Yeah. You and Kendi go <laughs> yeah. out there. Kendi yeah, got yeah, the yeah, camera. Yeah. And just investigate. Yeah, yeah. Go oh, frankme.com. I like that. Take a piece of the, the monument or whatever and bring it back to us and we'll study it. Yeah. So this place is really interesting. This thing is written in eight different languages, and it's—I mean, it's deep, man. Like, who wait, would, wait, wait, a question. It, but it's in English because it seems like it's in other it's languages, an eight, but not in English. It's in eight different languages, and it's like a ten commandments. And the commandments are basically like the commandments. You know, you know, watch out for your fellow man. Uh, love your your fellow your your fellow man. Don't do harm to Don't anybody. Love your shorty. Uh, Never right. get high on your own supply. <laughs> right. There's one interesting one. You know. Um, Don't use your own supply. There's there's uh, there's That's a not fuck up. It talks know? about nature, taking care of nature. It talks about oh, we it, ain't doing a good job with that. Right, we left after last week after last week. But anyway, it talks about only having one language in the world, which is oh. kind of weird. Love comedy. Mean, right? the language of no, love. it's right. comedy. Oh, well, we're into <laughs> different. The universal language of comedy. Right. Okay, I thought love. Right. So they, they, it was basically saying get rid of all languages exist. and just have one language. But basically, guys, you should really look into this. This is very interesting. It's a national a monument that no one speaks about. And it was put there by someone that's anonymous. Okay. And their name, by the way, is R.C. Christian. R.C. Christian. Okay. And it was, it was put, it was put the there R. during R. the Cold War. So we don't know who this guy is. Like, this is very interesting. What right? if it's a woman, Frank? Yeah. It could be. Frank. It could be Rachel, Christine. Uh, My middle name Christian. is Anne. It Rachel, was not Christina, me. Christian? Yeah. No. I, I've, looked, I've looked into uh, the constellation of how this is positioned because all these things, when they're put up, they're put up in certain constellations and those constellations mean something. And I really can't find no information, which is really weird. And I can't find who put it up. The name after whilst he has an estate. And you can't find out who actually put the money for this. And it's worth millions of dollars, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Tyler Perry, like, he opened up that big studio in Atlanta. Maybe, Word. like, maybe he can investigate, right? Because he got pool in Atlanta. Jamie, you got to go. We need one. to go to Tyler Perry right now. Jamie, have a good one there. That's a good get. Go look, look for the guys in power. Well, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Frank. Thank you so much, folks. Thank Woo! you so much. Thank you. Support from LOL comes from Manscaped, who yeah. is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Mm. Manscaped offers position engineer tools for your family jewels. Yeah. I'm so glad Manscaped exists. Can I tell you? Because I used to try to manscape the old-fashioned way. What's that? <laughs> With scissors. What? Wow. And I'm telling you, I almost Lorena Bobbitted my, 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 you know, my member back in the day. With and what? With these little scissors that I had in my um, bathroom. Idiot. Look, and I, have, I, don't want pe- I don't want our audience to have these permanent scars that I have down there. Right. So that's why Manscaped, yo, they've redesigned the electric trimmer. They're, look, they got this thing. They're lawnmower 2.0. Yes. It has proprietary skin safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Wow. You know, Frank, remember that time we were shooting and you mm-hmm. were on set and you're yeah. like, yo, I got to trim my goatee. Right. Yeah, that trimmer, mm-hmm. my bad. Oh. I'm so sorry about mm-hmm. that. Damn, no wonder that chick said that smelled like smelly balls. Well, oh, now man. with Manscaped, right. no more, bro. I'm going to give you the Manscaped and that's it, bro. Oh, great. Yeah, because you don't have, look, it doesn't make sense to put to use the same trimmer that you use on your face on your balls. That's true. All right? Look, Manscaped, they have another thing called the Crop Preserver. Mm. Ooh, what's that? An anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. Wow. 
You know, because you already look, you put deodorant on your armpits. So yeah. why are you not putting it on the smelliest part of your body? I mean, it's not the smelliest part of my body. I mean, I try to. <laughs> it is for me. I try to wash, you know, at least every other day. But I mean, a lot of people, they need some deodorant on their balls. Mm. So, yo, look. Yeah. Get 20% off. Dang, that's good. Plus free shipping. With go LOL wow. at manscaped.com. These, Manscaped is giving you the right tools for this particular job. You know what? Your balls will thank you. Thank Yo, you, guys, man. get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code LOL. I'm already ahead of you, bro. All right, you guys. It's that part of the show where we get to interview someone amazing. Amazing, amazing sauce, amazing spaghetti, amazing everything. Shout out to, yeah, a lot of Columbus Day, which we're we're taping this. A lot of carbs. Very Italian uh, opening. Amazing pasta fagiol. (laughs) Amazing bruschetta. Amazing meatballs. Amazing mozzarella. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, she is an activist and an entrepreneur. Please put your hands together for Carolina Contreras, a.k.a. Miss Rizos. Rizos. Miss Finally. Rizos. We, Finally. We got you. Finally. Finally got you in the studio. I was literally in the hospital last time I didn't come. Oh, like, boy. straight oh, up boy. sent a photo of me dying in the, in the you know, hospital. You FaceTime. Hello. <laughs> From the hospital? Carolina's like, look, trust me, believe me. And then she got a picture <laughs> laid out on the couch with like IV hooked up to that. Believe me, I'm not making it but up. I know, it feels I'm so not bad. Flaky. I what, know. Doctors want to be on a podcast? But I, I, oh I, my I, God. I hate flaky people. They're like my, this is like my pet peeve. And so I had to send receipts because I'm like, ah. I was in the hospital, y'all. It was really bad. Girl, what happened? Oh, Can we talk I, about it? I legit had diarrhea and vomiting for 10 Ooh. days. Oh. I was in the hospital. I went to the emergency room three times. They couldn't find what was wrong with me. And I had to take a freaking plane and go to DR. And oh. in DR, they were like, this is what's going on. And they oh, fixed boy. me up. And I'm like, what the hell? So uh, I'm, I'm better now. Thank God. Up top because you're here. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Yes. Um, but I am great. better. I am better. Although I've come to the show with diarrhea. As, so <laughs> It's possible. It's possible <laughs> to do a podcast when you're, and you have Come diarrhea. on. You got to stop cooking, Jamie. There yeah. was that one time else. he had us fucking waiting for like 12, 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes. And it was yeah. blatantly clear. I had an unfortunate Taco Bell look. Oh, oh no. Wow. No, it happens. I think it happens. I think to it was a us. salad. A salad. Oh, no. I meal. Uptown. You never Jeez. know. You never know. <laughs> All right, Miss Rizos, my introduction really doesn't do you much justice. Please elaborate on being an activist and entrepreneur for our listeners. Hmm. It's so weird to talk about yourself, but um It's okay. Just pretend you're looking <laughs> in the mirror. That's what I do every morning. <laughs> But yes, I am an activist, entrepreneur, business owner, um, creator of Miss Rizos. A lot of people are like, what's your name? Because they call me Miss Rizos. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, sort of like an influencer too. Um, what else about me? Well, I mean, you just said a lot, you know? Sounds like you're busy. I read in your bio, uh, you have a comic book too? I have what? a comic book. I'm a superhero. You're a superhero. Yeah. Yes. Um, Can we elaborate curly, on that? Super curly girl. <laughs> <laughs> Las super risadas. Yes. Um, 
Let's see. So my name is Alexandra as a superhero. Um, in the Dominican Republic, a lot of girls can't wear their hair curly to school. What? And so, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And so we created a, a comic book to teach little girls that they can wear their hair curly to school. And we've actually distributed 7,000 comic wow. books all around the country. That's completely amazing, for free. That. Wow. Move so, over, Captain Marvel. <laughs> Frank was a good at PR. She got curves too. She looks good. I, right? I love curves. She has a, she has big hair. She has curves. She looks beautiful. Um, I always ha I have this theory that like you have to create what doesn't exist. And mm -hmm. I don't remember growing up with a curly hair, curvy girl superhero. And so I'm like, let me create one and create one and send a message, an important one to little girls in DR. And so that's what we did. That is beautiful. That is, yeah. Does she have like a super villain? Like, what's who's your Joker? <laughs> who's the Joker? Joker to her Batman. Or <laughs> she has to have people like a keratin who, or like a people, Japanese no, straightener people in her who, hair. People who discriminate against people because they have curly hair. Those are the villains. Okay. And they're not so much villains. They're just people that need to be educated and brought into the other side, into mm. the other world. And that's what we're trying to do. And so her superpowers come in the form of a pick, a hair pick. Oh, and so when wow. the hair pick drops, it means that there's something going on. And so she gives the hair pick to the little girl who needs it, who needs the information and the little girls are always the protagonists in the comic comic books. I um, just gotta whip it out real quick. Oh my god! I just gotta whip. I never leave home without this shit. Frank bro. is giving yeah. you a side eye. She brought I out just, a pick. She a brought out a pink pick. A breast cancer your, awareness yes. pick. Your hair is popping. Thank you. Oh shit! It's so Thank cute. you. Um, it took me. Can I listen? This is part of the reason I'm gonna be selfish for one second. Can I be selfish? Oh, you never are selfish. Go ahead. I know. I'm <laughs> I know. That's I'm never a rarity. Selfish. So go ahead. Rachel. You're damn right. You I'm always so giving. So I'm always giving. I'm giving, on and Rachel's giving. team right now. I'm sitting right next to her. So uh oh, we know. We know remember, about that scenario. Remember, like, I have superpowers. Yeah, yeah, so like, be girl, careful. Do not ever pick a fight with Rachel. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Very nice, Jamie. You got any more? No? no you got no. one in the chamber? Uh, I'll pick one out. later. Right, back one to later. Rachel. Back to Rachel, her moment. No, no, no. On the real, I hope a lot of women can feel me on this, but I grew up thinking my hair was straight because my mother blew it out straight every day because I grew up in an all-white neighborhood. And I don't know. I guess she thought that me having curly hair, the other girls at school would be like, what's that? You know? Not used to seeing this this big hair so I just remember like I didn't know I fucking had curly hair until I washed it by myself for the first time I'm like oh my god what is my hair doing what is my hair what how old were you when you washed oh your hair god. for the first time <laughs> well let me rephrase not for the first time in life okay for the first time on I'm my 26 on my own like, <laughs> no like really on my own you know when you're like I don't know six seven you're like I'm gonna wash that man right out of my hair you know well that's what I used to do in the shower sing Broadway show tunes but and then I see my hair curling and I'm like why and she would still you know blow it out and whatever but it took me a long time to come to terms with embracing my curls because it's a it's an identifier of who we are absolutely my mom actually did the same thing she started relaxing it at seven years old seven and so years I, I can't hate her for it though because she was trying to do the same thing she was trying to protect me she was trying to make sure that I looked clean and that I sh that I looked formal and that I looked beautiful because that was her definition of what was beautiful because that's what her mother taught her mm -hmm. and so then I taught this to my little sisters I have three little sisters and for the longest I would relax their hair 
and I would blow dry their hair and I would see them cry mm. um, as I burned their freaking scalp with I the relaxer and would put vinegar on it to neutralize the relaxer. And so just to think how violent that was, you know, and and so I can't blame my mom for it. Um, she was trying to do me a favor and um, now she's curly, too. My mom. That's amazing. So, I mean, even comes down to acting. A lot of actresses are straightening their hair for roles because they feel like they absolutely. have more opportunity when it's straight than when it's curly. So, um, and a lot of people in corporate do it too. I, I find that sure. here in the U.S., not even talking about the DR, a lot of women write to me telling me if they should wear their hair straight for an interview. How can they wear their hair curly to a corporate meeting? And I'm just like, now that I'm nine years deep into this process of wearing my hair curly the questions are just like wow like I could not imagine having to change my hair for a meeting or for a wedding like I've just received a client in the salon in uptown and she had all this heat damage permanent heat damage from going to the salon one time just because someone whose wedding she was attending wanted all the bridesmaids to wear their hair straight and I'm like how crazy would it sound if I had a wedding and I told everyone on my freaking in cortejo to to, to wear afros to my freaking wedding that would just be crazy so it's it's the same the other way around too um but yeah there's this there's this huge pressure to conform to a standard of beauty that doesn't include women that look like me and so fuck that you know mm-hmm. yo i was in dr one time and when it's been like the second time my my mother relaxed my hair i had to rock a fucking michael jackson bro she burned a whole oh my God. a whole oh, section a pepsi commercial yes oh no yeah. a whole chunk my mother was uh, like like she went crazy she went buck wild on the lady because it was a salon in the fucking galleria of her house in Tamboril Dominican Republic okay. I can't believe mom if you're listening I love you so much but how why, why? how and Thelma, why Thelma why did you do that to I have a quick story so um, I was like seven years old and I went to Dominican Republic and my mom went to the salon over there and from this point on I'm only seven I've always seen my hair my mom's hair straight so she went to the salon they did something my mom had a flat top I didn't know she had curly <laughs> hair like that and I'm like oh my god what happened and then my mom because over there they did something but I didn't know for like all like from like zero to seven I thought my mom had straight hair and I didn't know all the stuff that my mom had to do so it, it's so interesting that you know there's a lot of Latinas out there that they have in kids when they grow up they don't even know that their hair can be curly my grandmother when I did the big chop because I actually didn't transition I didn't go through like the long process of like letting it grow and cutting it little by little I was like nah let's just get rid of this and I had like maybe half an inch of curls on my head and I saw my grandma for the first time in like nine months and she's like what did you do to your hair she also constructing the, constructed this image of what I look like and she thought that I had straight hair <laughs> and I'm like grandma but there are pictures of me with like the two puff balls like when I, I was like two and three years old yeah. like and I she's like no that. no 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 tu te dañaste el cabello and I'm like no 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 me dañaron el cabello <laughs> and so it's and now again it's been a process but also my grandmother now understands why I did it and she still doesn't like love it love it but mm-hmm. she understands it respects it and defends it which is really important um but yeah can can we go back you said nine years can you remember um before you were doing this like what got you ready to say look I'm gonna make this a movement 
Oh my God. I, I never thought that this would be a movement. It, it took me by surprise the first month that I launched the, um, the site. So what happened was I was curly for about a year, faking it till I made it because I did not feel pretty. I did not feel confident. Um, I had to like convince myself every morning before leaving home, like, you're beautiful. You look good. And so women, and people in general, like you, you perceive when someone has confidence, you perceive when someone's, someone has presence and, and is walking. So people would stop me in the streets and would ask me like random women, like, how did you do this? And what products are you using? And how do you get your, your curls to pop when that shine? And so I'm like, let me start a blog. Cause I'm spending all these like hours a week talking to damn strangers. <laughs> <in the laughs> and so I started a blog, um, call me three. So like, <laughs> it works and so you know definitely with the idea of empowering women in mind i always say i, I run on empower a woman empowerment business not a curly business and so i started writing like the blog instead of yeah does and stuff and like handing it to me like oh you have that question i answered it here and right. here you go and so that's how it started eight years ago and then so it started um i think it was july of 2000 and 11 and Remolacha picked it up right away. Uh, and Remolacha right. picked it up and, and that was, that was it. it. Yeah. They, oh my God. Yo. Like I, Remolacha made me understand the power of the internet in 2011. Yes. Wow. Yes. They picked it up a month into it and I was like in other blogs and I was, you know, before New York Times, it was Remolacha no, for me that put no, me I, out. You there. know, so true, true talk. Like I promote the podcast all the time and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It one time they feature Remolacha like, loco, pero venga. When you're gonna have me on the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. It took Remolacha for you to realize we had a podcast? It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> and Remo has been super supportive throughout the years. Like, anytime there's something happening in the community in DR where we're like defending someone's, mm -hmm. you know, um, human rights or whatever, he'll put it on. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that's how it started eight years ago. It's really important. I'm not an evangelist here trying to convince everyone to wear their hair curly. I'm just trying to educate those who want to and to create a space where women and men and children won't be discriminated against for wearing their hair curly. So wear your hair as you want. Yes. <laughs> if you well want a straight weave, wigs, curly, whatever it is, um, rock it. Rock it con, con orgullo. If you don't have hair, it's cool too. That's, that, that's kind of sexy. So It's sexy. Frank Frank is not... He left the room, but... <laughs> He's, he's the poster boy for the sexy no hair but sexy. I, but I think he's gonna get he's gonna let his nose hairs go curly uh -huh. <laughs> makes sense so that's I'm proud of him <laughs> do you know where you got to that point where you felt that the momentum was catching and it was like other individuals like you know I'm not saying um, the copycatting but you saw other people were writing that movement as well yeah. do you remember what part of that timeline that was I always say that I picked up where others left off mm -hmm. you know and so I wasn't the only one who picked it up. Other people do it all the time in different ways. And so in terms of using curly hair as a vehicle for social change, I felt that it happened really fast. And I, I hate saying I'm a pioneer or that I started something. Those words are used a lot when talking about me and I'm honored, but I always say that I'm, I didn't start really anything. I'm continuing the work of so many people that have been here before I was even thought of being conceived, you know? Um, and so it, the momentum has been since the very beginning, you know, like it's, it's crazy. I'm, I feel so grateful that I've been in this eight years and I still get press 
like eight years later in the same consistency. That's like, incredible. It, and without a PR person, I've been in probably every major magazine, print, radio, you know, and it, it, it's it, television. And it's like mind blowing to me. I'm humbled by the fact that eight years later, this is I still have a platform to continue to share this idea of self-love and, and women empowerment through curls. Preach. And was it a natural was it a natural progression from starting with the blog and then now and then eventually kind of like becoming like an influencer, like an Instagram where that's more visual Instagram influencer. That must have been just ten times even better because people are actually I started on Facebook and about oh, a year wow. after just that I, I I when when Instagram came out, I'm always like this really weird person where like I love social media because of the power of social media, but I'm also like a hermit crab and like I'm like, ah, I don't like people. Mm. I want to be my husband. <laughs> I'm like a social butterfly, but I'm not. Like, you know. Right, right, and no. so and so when Instagram came out, I'm like, I'm not joining Instagram. That's crazy. Like I don't need another social media. I'm on YouTube and Facebook and my blog and email. I'm like I'm good and then then I joined Instagram in like, 2000, in like 2012 yeah. and then everything did kind of escalate fast from yeah. Instagram because Instagram is more visual and I do run a very visual um, self-image activist so it's like obviously very visual Instagram has been a, an incredible tool for me in terms of my growth both in both as an influencer because I do work with brands but also as a businesswoman you know I get a lot of clients um, for both of my businesses through Instagram. That's really incredible. How many followers do you have on Instagram? I have like 60 something thousand, 65, I think. That's, these are all women of like the same liking and same cultural belief in curls and that's men. incredible lots of men and too men. lots of men who have little girls with curls or wives or oh, who they yes. themselves have curls yeah i love that it's, all right so speaking of all this momentum and here you are now owning miss riso's salons woo. Woo. I, that sounds really crazy <laughs> it's, it's been two days done. two official days <laughs> Uh, like, please tell us about this process. Baby number two. Oh, it's two God. days old, and here I am doing a podcast. Congratulations. We would have done it from your salon, <laughs> and we know it would have been perfect. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. We would have figured something out for Frank's Listen, hair. I'm, I mean, uh, a wig, una peluca. Yeah. I'm not kidding, though. Whenever you want to do something at the salon, let me know. Okay, so I'm in, I live in the Heights, so it'll be like two subways. We're always there. It's way closer. Oh, it's the one train. It's... Uh, we close at seven if you want to do something at night. Something. You close at seven in the Heights. That's because that's rare. Because all the like all the salons in the Heights, they're they're, they're, they're open like, midnight. Like midnight. I'm it's like yo, they, they still do it here. I, I don't believe in exploiting my my yeah, personnel. Yeah, yeah. So. Yo, but I believe in exploiting our Instagram. So listeners, if you like that idea, <laughs> tell us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Should we do something at Miss Riso's salon in oh, the Heights? That would be so awesome. And if so, what Listen, should it be? Let us know. Sure. I went to high school two blocks away from me, by the way. I, oh, yeah. George Washington Heights. So. So, so, you know, the community has been so freaking welcoming. The other day I'm in training with my staff and we're like in a semicircle and we see a cop uh, Jeep parked in front of us, Uh-oh. in front of the salon. And I'm like, shit, the licenses are over there. We're all good, right? Like we don't owe anybody any money or anything. And this sheriff comes in and she's like, she's her hair slicked back. So she's, she just, she walks in and she's like, I'm very proud of you. She's like, I follow you. I love that you're in our community. I want to welcome you to our community. If you ever have any issues, we're in the precinct 34, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, a cop 
stop just welcoming to the neighborhood and all the viejitos que pasan they're just like que Dios te bendiga tu local and like they get excited because it looks I'm not gonna lie the spot looks like it was taken from Brooklyn and like it looks really yeah, no, beautiful in the sense in the sense of like it's like all like wood and very like whatever and so as soon as they see that I'm the owner they're like ah, you know oh yeah, yeah no, of course of course you know what I'm talking about so I'm not a gentrifier yeah it's so I literally have gotten those words from people like so it's been an interesting um experience and I feel so welcomed in the community how lovely is that so you this is your second one have you learned anything from the first one as far as a business owner so much and I continue to learn every day because I didn't go to business school I didn't have businesses before so it's been a lot of learning on the job and I think this is gonna sound really funny but the, the number one thing that I feel like I've finally learned my lesson with is firing people fast mm. Mm. Yeah. fire slow fire fast mm. and so i i have a huge heart thanks to my mom and so i like give people like a million opportunities and it's not a personal thing it's about your business so making sure that you get rid of people who are not allowing your business to flourish fast so like wait it's nice and like, that's hard I, some of your employees are gonna listen to the podcast like oh, okay. oh. I better get off <laughs> I'm gonna be extra early tomorrow no, is that they, a warning but you know what's so crazy I'm like I am one of the most transparent person for people ever so like they know this already yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't play games what are what are some of the what are some of the trends for salons because I feel like you know the salons have changed look I know like one of the things that complain I hear complaints about my friends are like mira I go to salon at like 10 in the morning and I don't get out till 7 o'clock at night mm -hmm. in the, in oh, the Washington wow. Heights. So are there like some stuff that you you probably notice in other salons that you feel like you're implementing now since you're new in the neighborhood? So you know what's so interesting? I, I don't follow any salons and I've been to maybe a handful of salons in the past few years. Um, I'm all about customer service, regardless of the type of business that you're at. So you're going to walk into my salon and you're going to see things that maybe you see at other businesses that have nothing to do with beauty. So if you come to the salon and you get and you spend $50 nine times, the 10th time you're going to get a free service. Hey. You know, we're going to, you come to our salon, we're going to greet you with a smile. We're going to offer you water, coffee, or iced tea or something like that. So it's like, we do all I these like things it. that a lot of salons in Washington Heights don't do. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, that we've, that I've learned that I appreciate from other businesses. Like I was in a JetBlue flight the other day. My mom says I need to start paying rent in the sky because I, yo estoy siempre en un, en un avión, en un avión. And so I noticed that JetBlue now has a self-serve like area. Once they serve you, you can get up during the flight and serve yourself more chips and more drinks. Oh my and God. And I was like, as a customer, I felt so good. So what did I do? As we were building out the Washington Heights salon, I created a self-serve coffee, water, iced tea section where people could after we offer them because we'll continue to offer them because I think there's something special in selling someone get on the cafecito or you know so nice but then hear. people are going to be able to continue to drink the coffee and the water throughout their visit there and they're not going to be there for seven hours unless they're getting Brock sprays generally our appointments are one hour to a not one hour and a half that's really good. You hear know. that, Jamie? So I think Jamie Jamie only goes to salons. So Jamie, I think it's close by. You could probably go and get a uh, coffee and stuff. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I don't go to. Salon. <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot. I do go to places where like they do have like the coffee, and I like. I, I like, like that treatment, thirsty, right? right? Uh, yeah. And Yo, I went to a salon in, in Washington Heights on Broadway, and I was so thirsty. I was gonna have some water. They straight up gave me un vaso, dos sucio, y agua de la llave. Like, oh, and I was like, 
like, God. you know what? Yeah. I don't think I'm thirsty anymore. Yeah. Like, That's like the water they wash the hair with. What's this hair doing in there? The thing is, and also like Dominican salons, you're there for at least three hours. Your yeah, your traditional Dominican salon, Do at, it's an all day affair. I have Wi Fi. Yo, yo, I would share the password here, but I I don't want the neighbors to just feed off of my life. We'll have it in our next newsletter. Your, yeah. uh, the Wi-Fi of your salon. I want to take it all the way back. You say you came from DR and then you went straight to Boston. Why not New York? Why not even Rhode Island? Why? Because your... that's where my mama was. <laughs> my mama oh. was in Boston. And she left me while, when I was two months old in DR. And she spent four years kind of trying to get my brother and I to come to the U.S. And so I was four. And I lived in Boston, Dorchester for a few years. And then I grew up in Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, I left Somerville when I was 18 to go to college in Pennsylvania. And I graduated in P Pennsylvania and then left to DR. And so I have adulted in DR for the past 10 years, which is really, really interesting, right? So four years in DR, 18 years in Boston, Pennsylvania, and then now 10 years in DR again. Wow. So wow. not even yeah. New York. That's that that is so amazing that you actually opened up a salon in Washington Heights. I think that's why when Frank was like, yo, GWB, and you're like, all right, um, yeah. come on. So Washington Heights, a lot of people are asking <laughs> not me. Not one like, of my favorite presidents, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are asking me why Washington Heights? Why not another neighborhood? Why not the Bronx? Why not Boston where I grew up? Mm -hmm. And so in 2012, I did my first event in Washington Heights. Because um, a lot of people from Washington Heights were following me online. And so 2012, that's a long time ago. I did it at Apartment 78. Hey. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shout out Apartment to Apartment 78. 78. Jose has always Jose supported Morales, us. Yeah. Jose has always supported Missy Souls, like straight up. Oh and so over 100 people showed up. And y'all know Apartment 78 was tight. And yeah. so Legally, I was like, it was only 60 people. <laughs> I mean, 60 God, people showed not. up. I mean, 60 yeah. people showed up. 61 were me. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like mind-blowing to me i've had this walk for a year and then all these people show up to an event that i do uptown and so then i continued to do events in the bronx and uptown and just noticed how much love i was getting from the washington heights community i also felt that there was something missing there you know there's like a 500 straight hair salons and there was there's no curly hair salons mm. in washington heights and ironically enough when i decided to to, to bring Miss Rizos to Washington Heights, I didn't even know that there weren't any other curly hair salons. I found out about this recently as I was looking for a space for the salon. And so I just feel like it was time like to pay homage to this community who has always supported me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it in el corazón de los dominicanos. Of course. En Platano, como que, my friend calls it like the meat district, whatever. She calls it the Platano district. The Platano whatever. packing district. That, that, yeah. That's amazing. I'm so not New York. Like, I can't even That's put that amazing. together. <laughs> I always thought it was the Mangu Packing District. That's Dykeman, because I live near Dykeman. So, so the Platano Packing District. So I'm like, I should <laughs> open it there. And, and I think it was a good decision and the right decision for sure. That is I wanna, so lovely. I want to dig deep. I want to know, um, you saying that you're an activist, what got you into the spirit of being an activist? Like, Was there adults around your life that got you into being an activist? Absolutely. Um, I grew up in Somerville, as I mentioned before. And at the age of 13, I was like hitting the streets and passing 
passing out flyers and doing a bunch of activism. I started with like trying to eliminate um, smoking in public places. <laughs> so a lot of people were mad at me because we got that legislation passed in summer at the age of like 13. Wow. And so I, I, at the age of 15, I was already co-chairing like um, higher education and conferences at Harvard and at Northeastern University. So I was like, I, I I was busier, believe it or not, I think as a teenager. Wow. Because um, I had a part-time job, sort of full-time, and I was also an activist um, throughout high school. I just always had this feeling of wanting to leave my community better than how I found it. And so in that process, I, I grow and I change and I evolve. And, and I don't know, I just... It's it's a passion of mine to see things change for the better. Uh, speaking of seeing things, if people go to the Smithsonian <laughs> Museum in Washington, D.C., they're going to see your work. It's, it's not every day yeah. I'm sitting next to somebody whose work is featured in the Smithsonian. Man, wow. so wow. It, so this stuff happens to me, and literally, I have to be honest, it's really hard for me to internalize these things. I was just literally at the day that I opened my salon on Saturday. I received an email, and my assistant's like, you should read this. And so I looked at the emails in Spanish. It's from um, someone in Argentina, and they're like, you know, I'm the blah, 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 and we're celebrating the 100 years of this magazine, the oldest magazines for children in the world, and we've named 100 women both dead and alive and you're one of them for the work that you do and I'm like wait what I started crying out of excitement but but stuff like that happens to me and I feel and I and it's really hard for me to internalize I think because I don't see myself as a a, the only person who's doing this I, I see myself as my entire team um and, and my family and friends who support me. And so I feel like I share all of this with, with them. So how are you juggling, mm. Carolina? How is, how is your life? Can we talk about Carolina for a second? Because yeah. I know you're talking about the business. Like I kind of want to get to know Carolina a little bit. Right yeah. Now. So, the, you know, it's been a struggle. And I think that's something that I'm trying to work on really hard now that the salon is finally open and, and all that. I'm trying to make sure that I have a good work-life balance. Because as a young entrepreneur, without any one really like you know funding this um you you just you got to work all the time in order to pay do payroll and 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 pay the rent and now two rents and my own two rents because i still live in dr and i live here and so i i have to admit that it's something that i you know, if, if there's something that I need to improve, it's definitely the work and work life balance. I feel like um, I've gotten lost in my work um, and, and I find myself working all the time and it's not something that I'm really proud of at all. So I'm trying to fix that. <laughs> I'm trying mm-hmm. to fix that. Well, we are here for you if you need to talk. <laughs> If you want, uh, this, this is our therapy. Well, let me not speak for anybody else in the room. This is certainly my therapy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think what you're doing is remarkable and outstanding. And we're rooting for you so hard. Okay. And so now it's time for the Fuchina Fresheners. Que lo que? Un, dos, This is the Keloke segment, and this is brought to you by Fuchila Fresheners. They're the sponsors. Shout out to Ruben and everybody. Do you know what he just did for our listeners? Guess what? Mm. Guess what? What? Now, if you go to F-U-C-H-I-L-A, Fresheners.com, and use code LOL20, 
You heard me right. You're getting 20% off. He upped it from 10. He upped the ante. He's so nice. generous. He really is. He loves this podcast, and this podcast loves you. We love mm-hmm. all small businesses. And now I'm going to pass the mic to Miss Rizos to talk about her small business, which is actually large, if you ask me. <laughs> it's not really small. Well, we're <laughs> up in Uptown, um, 1604 St. Nicholas and 190th Street, literally right in front of the one train. Oh. So no excuse. No, no hay perdedera. You're going to find it right there. Um, and you can follow us. You can follow us at Miss Riso Salon US. Miss Riso Salon RD, if you're in DR. Okay. And if you want to follow me, I am on Miss, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, mostly Instagram, Miss Rayita Bajo underscore Rizos on Instagram. And I'm on there giving advice on life and entrepreneurship and activism and curls and skin because my skin's popping. Nice. Uh, <laughs> we, nice. We are witnesses to it. We it is to quite that. dewy we and beautiful. Thank it's you. I have, one last, nice. I have one last question that I didn't ask in the interview. If you live in DR and you go to your salon five times and then you go four times <laughs> in America, do you get that free Free the tenth haircut. time is the free. The tenth time is free, so it could Good be question. both DR and New York. It combined. is transferable. Yes. No. <laughs> nice, ladies. You hear that? Nice. Yes. Wait, where's the salon in DR? Plug that too. Oh, we got listeners in yes. DR. Um, the salon is in La Zona Colonial, in the Colonial Zone, in La Calle Arzobispo Meriño, do diecisiete, right Aye. on top of Zona Vici on the second floor. It's a beautiful space. Um, yeah. So if you have any questions about your curls and how to take care of them, or if you're thinking of going back to your curls we are the place to go mm-hmm. can we please put our hands together right now for Carolina, Carolina. Contreras thank you Miss Rizos gracias mi gente Okay, so uh, it's my turn. Um, Uptown Collective, the BLK table presents the Art of Activism panel, which is going to happen October 19th from 3 to 6 in Harlem. For more information, go to UptownCollective.com. And, of course, go check out CorrienteLatina.com. Check out some of the movie giveaways. And for me, uh, just find me at Juan Bago on all the platforms. Yeah, so Room 28, the sketch comedy group, me and Rachel do funny stuff and we're gonna be in the nyc sketch fest 2019 uh, brought to you by the pit um so save the day okay we're gonna be doing this uh this month october 27th at 8 30 p.m okay um the whole fest itself is from the 24th to the 27th there's a lot of sketch groups from all over the city and some from different parts of the country and they're going to be performing there so it's just a great comedy f- uh, f- sketch festival in general um but we're going to be uh closing the night final night uh the 27th at 8 30 should be fun um go to the pit website the pit nyc.com yeah and then uh, you can get tickets there and uh, yeah, come out, support, have some laughs. Uh, should be great. So, and then Jay Ferns Instagram, Jay underscore Ferns Twitter, as Mike likes to point out with the underscore. Aww. And that's it. All right. Well, as always, much love and respect to the peeps over at Yerro.com. That's W-L-E-R-O.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. This week, they put together a cheat sheet of the biggest politicos who are trying to be the next president. Just in time for the debates, y'all. Get schooled by visiting Yerro.com for the full story. All right. So, 
The New York Comedy Festival will come for you, baby. We are coming for you. We're going to be Latinos. We're going to be out. We're going to be loud. On November 5th, and you can go to lollive.eventbrite.com for your tickets. They're only $10. How exciting. And I have to say, happy birthday to Carol Michelle, wifey of One Stop Giovi, a.k.a. G-Money, who came out to the Hilarious Show over the weekend. Happy birthday to you, boo-boo. Enjoy. Happy birthday. Frank Bago. Oh, snap. It's my mom's, Rocio's mom's birthday today, and it's my mom's birthday, too. So. Happy, birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Bago. For Antonio Atagracia, Happy Laura birthday Diaz. to you. Atagracia. My mom's middle name is, I yes. used one of my, uh, a female janitor at my grammar school. Are you comparing my mother to a janitor? Yeah. Wow, no, you used but... to think about her a lot, I see. <laughs> no, wow. because she was there. She was like, like she was always <laughs> in the school. Like, people knew her more than the principal. Mm, so okay. that name, it always yeah. stayed. Female. In my head. Yeah, like my one of your dreams. experiences? No, it wasn't even Alta like Gracia. that. Alta Gracia. No, no, no. I'll no. push the garbage can for you, Alta Gracia. <laughs> Alta Gracia, oops, I spilled something. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Anyway. All good. All right, you guys, thanks for listening and supporting us. Make sure to follow us. We got a Patreon. I mean, hello. Mike, how could they find the Patreon? Just Google Latinos Out Loud Patreon. Okay, and uh, follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud on Instagram if you don't already, and leave us a review. How are we doing? You know, uh, I gotta give a shout out to our listeners. The reviews have been going up. We are where the number is oh, growing. So thank I you got guys. some good. I got some good shout out. Um, Bochincha by shout outs. You did, but um, you know, you care so much about him, you can't find it. No, because here's <laughs> the thing: Mike sends them to me. And separate, like you know, separately, and then I gotta find them for the day of the show. Yeah, and I sent it in the in the WhatsApp too for everyone to see, and that's when Rachel said, "Oh, I know that person." Oh, she did. What? Um, Oh, yeah. You know what? Um, But still, it's still an opinion. It's still cool, and I will. I'm gonna find those names. Um, I can't promise. Listeners, don't hold your breath anytime soon. (laughs) But maybe by the end of the year, we'll see if I can find those names and give the proper shout outs. But the people that did, um, yeah, no, that's cool. Listeners, if you want to give a shout out to Jamie, hit me up, and then uh, (laughs) this is why I don't meet. I don't meet. See, Frank's better with that. I don't. I don't keep up with the people that Frank is like. Yo, oh, I see that you shouted me out. Yo, give me your number and let's um let's make brunch plans. Well, on that note, we hope to see you guys in LA. If you're out there, come to Hispanicize. And no we doubt. are out! The Latinos Out Loud Podcast. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. 
There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.